0: What's up, everybody? This is Logan Hughes, and I want to welcome you to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. My next guest is the amazing Wendy Susan Richmond, someone that I've known for some time, she has so much experience in marketing, and sales, and now she's establishing a couple new businesses, which we dive deep into in this episode. She is the founder and CEO of WSR Results Matter Enterprises. She is a 10X certified sales trainer, speaker, and coach, and a 10X certified marketer. She's, created, uh, she's a creator of Pashflow and is an artificial intelligence influencer. She's a world-class marketing director for several multi-million dollar businesses over the last 10 years. Wendy has partnered with Grant Cardone, the international sales, marketing, and real estate expert, which everyone knows of, becoming a Cardone licensee. She's the creator of Cashflow because of her passion for passive cash flow, which is really awesome. And she's also the author of five business and self-help books, Her latest is a 30 Minutes to Success, a step-by-step process for entrepreneurs to crash through procrastination and achieve anything in business you want in less time. Being an early adopter of artificial intelligence in business marketing, she is helping companies around the world to grow by utilizing AI. Extremely knowledgeable woman. Excited to have her on. So without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Wendy Susan Richmond.
1: You. <laughs> you
0: are now listening to Get a, get a, get a Job Podcast, your host, Logan,
1: Logan Hughes.
0: to another episode of the Get a Job podcast. My name is Logan Hughes and we have someone on here that I've looked up to now for some time. She's probably been ahead of the game when it comes down to just marketing in general and always uh, keeps me updated with what's currently happening. Um, So I've known Wendy for some time. So Wendy, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Oh,
1: hey, Logan. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when it come down when it came down to you know looking for someone or people to guests to come on here, it was you know I think you were probably the first one I reached out to just because of your knowledge in the space, right? And being around the space now in the marketing world for some time. You know, you have just so much incredible knowledge. So that's something that I definitely wanted to highlight and share with everyone listening uh, to this to the show. Um, So with that said, I I do always like to start from the beginning. And again, this is a selfish question because I also want to know this as well. Take us back to the beginning of when you first started on this journey. If you had, you know, previous nine to fives, or what worked out, what didn't work out, and kind of lead us up to where you are, are currently at now, if you don't mind.
1: Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, I, gosh, it's it's. Uh, I have a varied background. My, um, you know, I went to college. Uh, um, well, first and foremost, I wanted to be an actress when I grew up. Okay, and, oh, wow. and my father was basically. Well, go get your degree in something stable, stable, Mm -hmm. then pursue your dream. So I went and got my degree in something stable, photography, Mm, not too stable. (laughs) So I kind of, I bounced around. I did all kinds of different things. Uh, But in my, well, let's just say, uh, and I'm 60 now, so I got no problem Mm -hmm. telling everybody how old I am. And so back when I was in my mid thirties, after kind of bouncing around, doing a lot of different things, uh, I went corporate. And I got a job in human resources, corporate, and I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was nice to have a steady paycheck and all that kind of stuff. And, and, uh, I did it and, and probably it was over maybe a couple of years and then I got laid off. What? You know how they're saying yeah. you know it's like uh, uh, back in the day you would you would really want to be corporate because of uh, what you'd get after you retired from them and all that stuff. Well, no, so I got I got laid off and that kind of opened my eyes a little bit, but I still went corporate again. okay, so I took another job at a college as a high school presenter. so I would go to different high schools and present. Oh different um uh trainings for the them it, it was a way a marketing actually uh way that yeah. the college got new new uh, students and i was with them for a couple of years and then i got laid off again <laughs> what so all right so something was on there was writing on the wall that this whole corporate thing just wasn't going to happen so uh all along i had been you know wanting to learn marketing so i'm a self-taught marketer and all the gurus of the time were like, niche, niche, you got a niche, you got a niche. And uh, the one that I was, I uh, was listening to Dan Kennedy at the time. And his big thing was, you know, always talking about dentists. Dentists, mm-hmm. go to dentists. They have money. So you got to think about like who you're choosing to, you know, work with. And dentists, there's so many of them. They're never going away. And they make <laughs> good money, the ones that do it right. And they actually invest in marketing. So, and this was 10 years ago, I, uh, so I had all this knowledge, all this like learning, right. And then I got a job as a marketing coordinator for a two location dental practice back again, 10 years ago. So I thought I knew something and they were actually already pretty good at marketing, but I was, you know, I thought I was going to come in and they thought I was going to come in and do some, some radical stuff. And it turns out I couldn't really move the needle for them. It was crazy. They, they had really high expectations and I was there a year and a half and I couldn't, I couldn't make it happen. And I was so frustrated that I said, you know what, I got to go. Um, I can't do this with this particular dentist anymore. So I kind of packed up and I found another dentist um, and I actually took everything I learned from the first dentist and I applied it to the second dentist. Well, what happened with the second dentist, I was a smash hit. And I helped them very, very quickly because of all the stuff that I had learned before. But the piece that I didn't have was the digital marketing piece. So back 10 years ago, you know, Google, AdWords, and all, I mean, all these things were not really that big. Um, but then it was getting bigger. And so I started learning more and more. And I got certification after certification. And I applied that to the same dentist. And I took them even higher. Wow. So... I then decided that, you know, I want to help more, more dentists, and I decided to be a freelancer. So I said, I don't want to be a full-time marketing director. I want to be a freelancer. And that the dentists, they didn't want me to leave, but what are the, you know they didn't really have much of a choice. <laughs> and so I went to a part-time basis with them, and I took on another client, and I applied everything that I learned from the last two dentists to the third dentist, and he got even more success faster than I did with the other two. So I like, okay, well, I got something here. And then after a while, you know, when you've been in the industry as long as I have, you start to see, like you work with all the marketing companies, you see what people Mm -hmm. say, what they could actually do, and they're totally different, most of them. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah, so I decided, you know what, I want to be an agency, and because I know what it takes to build a dental practice and to get them more new patients. So I then... And now it's been two years that I actually have had my own agency and then I've taken on multiple clients and helping them with all their marketing from pretty much A to Z.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, no, there was a lot of great stuff there. Um, Would you, if you had to do it all over again, would you, would you still niche down? Is that... Something that you do. If you lost everything now, uh, besides the whole dental background and stuff like that, right? Like if, you, if if you didn't have that, would you still be niching down? Because that's something a topic that we hear quite a bit within the marketing space and people getting going in this whole whole sort of journey of you know digital marketing, starting an agency, niching down. I right? I've heard it when I first started. Everyone was back then, with like five years ago. they were like chiropractors, right? That was a big thing, right? So everyone. Yeah. And everyone that I knew was going at the chiropractic, right? So is that something that you would still do? Um, you know, if everything was lost right now, would you still f- focus on niching down or?
1: Yeah, you know, I would niche down either a couple of different ways. One as uh, with a, a real product or service or two with a mm-hmm. group of people. And then and so, for example, if I was going to start over again. Yeah, if you had a group of people that you could really help, right, then you choose the people you want to help. And then the other piece of it is like if you have something that is that everyone, a broader group of people could use. Like, for example, I'm a Grant Cardone licensee and being a Grant Cardone, he's all about sales and he in sales training. So he started back, what, 35 years ago as an automotive salesperson, got so good at it, Hmm. mastered it, taught it to other Uh, other uh, uh, car dealerships and then eventually just made it broad to everyone and that's how we was really able to grow but to to be successful though you've got to have something you've got to be able to help a group of people somehow so then you can build up the credibility whether it's testimonials or google reviews or whatever to then take it broader So it's easier if you have a, you know, a a niche, then you go like, well, what, what, how can I help a niche, a group of people? Or like another thing that I'm into is the AI piece, artificial intelligence. Well, that's something that everyone could use. Mm -hmm. And so now here is a particular service that could be then brought out to all the different and any business could use AI today.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. We'll definitely touch base upon the AI stuff because that's, you know, very very uh intriguing. It's definitely trending. Obviously, everyone knows about ChatGPT and Bard and everything like that. So, we'll definitely touch base on that. Um going back a little bit with um, you know, the the presenting at for schools to sort of uh, you know, get the word out about the college or you know, the school itself. How did that 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 seemed like that played a pretty big part in um just not even like a public speaking component, right because you've always been very good in terms of you know speaking and, and seem very outgoing when you're talking to others and so forth. so did that did those like roles play like a bigger part now that you're kind of looking back uh, at it all now? Yeah, or?
1: absolutely and and but I'll have to go back even farther because remember I have a okay. my background is all over the place, right so I've tried a lot mm-hmm. of different things, but I actually work for Dale Carnegie training. And, yeah, oh, right. for those of you who don't know who Dale Carnegie is has a book back in the thirties, I believe called "How to Win Friends and Influence People," and they have their own training company and had it for you know a long time now, almost a hundred years, and so I was a sales rep for them and a territory rep where I had to go and uh inspire people to come to a public class to learn how to you know win friends and influence people basically and that that's that was the kind of the start of me being able to stand up and speak. And one of the things that I, um, you know, me uh, wanting to be the actress that I said at the very beginning, uh, the being the actress, um, I was, and, and, and a singer as well. So I was really good at, like, I could sing, but when it came to actually talking in between and being myself and having something to say, it was very tough for me. Mm-hmm. So when I got to... Uh, Dale Carnegie that kind of like was the first iteration of Wendy coming out of her shell and being able to stand up and talk now uh, uh, when you talk about the college hey look, when I look back on that that was grueling man that was grueling because I had to lug all the equipment like I had to lug up uh, all the the, the uh, what is it the the computer and the the projector and all this stuff and and to, and it was like, not just one class a day, but I had to go and do every single class the whole day. And I'd have to wow. finish, get put together, go slept to another classroom, set it all up again, do it over and over and over the whole time. I didn't know if I was talking to freshmen or seniors, big, sometimes I was in front of an audience of like 3,000 children and then, uh, or I was just in, in a room with like, you know, 10. So when mm-hmm. it comes to you know practice, practice, right? It, it gave me. I mean, I probably did twelve hundred presentations in one year.
0: Yeah, you definitely so, got your reps yeah, in. It yeah. Sounds like so. <laughs> so there's something and when it comes down to, down to, to scale. <laughs> so that? There's
1: something to be said for practice, right? And that's the thing that people mm-hmm. unfortunately don't spend a lot of time doing. And if you don't have a job that makes you practice, doing it on your own is sometimes very challenging for the entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, no, certainly. I mean, it's, it's, it's it seems like it's nowadays it's, it's easier to kind of hide behind, you know, your computer, put out a couple posts if you're a marketing agency and sort of do that thing. But when it comes down to actually, you know, selling, which is the obviously biggest component of it all, uh, everyone says you've got to get your reps in. So, you know, it sounds like you, you've had a lot of that experience and that definitely has, you know, paid off to where you are now. Um, so... I do want to dive in a little bit of the AI because we, we've been talking a little bit about this now, I mean, just yesterday, but I've been seeing a little bit of the posts that you've been coming out with. Um, what are you seeing in terms of what's 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 trending or coming soon to the horizon here? Because again, everyone, I think everyone, even if they're not in marketing, has messed around on ChatGPT and you know Bard recently is, is coming out with, but I was very excited and interested in what you showed me yesterday. So what are you seeing in terms of the the front of AI, if you don't mind sharing? Sure,
1: sure. Well, the biggest thing is content creation, right? And most people don't have time. Most business owners, entrepreneurs don't have time. They don't know what to make they don't know how to make it and they have to pay people to try and push it out or they don't have time to push it out on social or whatever. And I've been a big content marketer actually for years with you know my second dentist we're all about uh, a content. And so what I'm finding and seeing with uh, AI is that you can create content like instantly. If you know sure. I mean there's still the the marketing piece of it. I mean you still have to know what to tell the, the AI, you know, um, you have to put in the right prompts to get the right kind of responses back. But then what do you do with that information? So the thing that I love, and I've always been a big video fan. And so you can create videos of yourself. Like I took, and I did it like one of my dentists and I was just like, they were blown away, but I, I wanted to surprise them. So I took his, uh, I took his his image I got it off the internet I took a, a uh, an audio clip from one of his other videos and then I I got some text that from the AI I combined them all in it so now I've got an I've got an AI video of him saying something that he didn't say right uh, but again you know it's kind of like this crazy thing and so he was I said you're you gonna love it or hate it And the interesting thing is about, you know, I think he, at first people are a little kind of like, you know, I don't look quite exact or whatever it is, but it doesn't matter. Today, the the world is AI where it's everywhere. So, and the cool thing is I can do even an audio, right? So say somebody doesn't want a video, I can actually then take their voice and I can clone it and then I can put any text behind it to create an audio now. Of someone and so but the beautiful thing about ai is that you can have all the right things to say you now have ways to turn it into something other than just text and of course there's images and things like that but uh um i mean well one last thing i'll say is that some people maybe don't want to use their own likeness who cares good you have this is the beautiful thing about marketing and so it gets <laughs> me so excited think about it if you have an ideal client that is, say, a 50-year-old man, right, or 50 years or older. So you should be catering all of your marketing to that person and talking about what they are thinking about and showing images of people just like them. So you can actually get an avatar. You can get a speaker or a, a, a presenter, right, an and, and AI presenter who's a man 50 years or older, hello mm-hmm. and now you can have him saying all the things <laughs> that need to be said and now people are looking at someone that looks just like them even if it's ai don't matter does not matter so yeah
0: yeah yeah no it's when you showed me that the other day i was really blown away because you know i i think again i think we all know it's here i mean it's here and it's it's coming very quick but you know, just to show how easily you put that together was just like, wow, this is this is going to be like a revolutionary thing. Um, where, how could businesses? You, you, I think you touched this briefly, but how? What are like some really simple ways that you could do this? Like you mentioned, content marketing obviously super important, right? Like, you know, focusing on social media, posting really great content, engaging to your audience. But you also mentioned uh, some things to me too about like reviews and some other things like that. So what are some simple ways that they could, business owners could potentially use this for their business?
1: Uh, Well, uh, so reviews, you can have uh, like what to say. Like you can even use AI what to say back to certain kinds of reviews. You can use it on your chat. Online chat where it can be a, a, you know, chat bots. We're hearing about that a lot. Automated, right, bots that will come back with text based on what somebody says. That's already happening. That's an easy way to use it. You can put it together in any kind of follow-up sequence, right? So say, for example, because follow-up is one of the biggest holes in the bucket when it comes to all businesses. I don't care what business it is. Following up with people who have already expressed interest right but haven't taken action or someone who has bought something and to follow up with them and do something automated so those things could actually be put together by AI automated out and uh, and it can have an audio it can have a video it can say exactly what you want as far as content you can create blogs um, I mean any kind of uh, uh, like for example you can take If you have blogs already, right? Say you're somebody who has a lot of blogs and you do for SEO, right? There's actual programs out there where you can take all your blogs or take blogs that are specific to certain topics and you can turn them into a flip book like that, like into an ebook Mm -hmm. like that. And next thing you know, you now have more content that has, has credibility that now shows that you are the expert because, but it takes like. You know, it could take a half an hour to put something together like that.
0: Sure, yeah, that's that's a really great point. I mean, you're just you're you know repurposing yes. contents obviously is is key, but it just seems like with with AI it can definitely take care of, of repurposing the content basically immediately. And now you have another form of, you know, an ebook or PDF or something like that to be able to free giveaways or you know offers and bundle stacking and that wow. whole thing. You um, create anything yeah, with that's, AI that's, today.
1: You can create landing yeah. pages, websites, you can create anything you want with a follow-up email sequence, tell exactly what you want, who is the ideal client, how many emails do you want, what's the purpose at the end, and it builds it for you. You just got to have the system in place to put it into something to send it out, but anything that you want that is redundant or that you don't like doing or whatever, I mean, and that's not even the, the, the way that you can like set up your own schedule you can do your travel plans, you can like set up all kinds of stuff, just using AI to help uh, whether again, entrepreneurs, absolutely, but for everyone.
0: Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great point. So playing, uh, you know, Nostradamus here, where do you see AI taking place of the marketing world, right? Because you hit on a couple of things, right? So like, Web, web, you know, website development and design to SEO to content creation. Do you see that our fellow marketers are kind of going to be put out to the side and, and AI taking care of a little bit of the work, or do you think there's still going to be a, a re- relationship that needs to be there? Well,
1: I think yeah. Uh, and I actually, I saw it was another marketing company. I don't know, some ad on Facebook or something came to me and it said, "As a marketer, right." Like they said, AI will not replace your work or your your, your job. Another marketer who uses AI will.
0: <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. So 100%. the ones so, who are yeah.
1: in the know, the ones who, and, mm-hmm. and the thing that I've learned as of late in my, my later years here is that there's something about becoming an early adopter. Because mm-hmm. especially with the way the world is today, that Being an early adopter and like, not like always thinking, oh, it's nothing. I mean, look at all the people who got into Amazon or people who got into Tesla or the people who got into all these things, right? Because these forward thinking people and the ones that have made it big are very forward thinking. Now, of course, there's a lot of failures. Don't get me wrong. But let me tell you, if you never swing the bat, you're never going to get a home run, right? Or get on a base. So I've now learned, okay, this AI thing, it's a little scary, it used to be, but not anymore. I'm just like, and I look at myself with AI and I'm like, who cares? Make and I tell people, <laughs> even if you don't like like, you know, what you look like or oh, it's like looks robotic. It doesn't look real. Well, it has an AI sticker on the bottom. So people know it's AI anyway. And you make fun. What did I say? I told them right in the the text, and it's like, hey, we've just expanded our dental family to some. Uh, To Dr. Dr.'s AI, his artificial intelligence. Wait till you come in and see how like they really are. Hello, make fun. Make like, be something interesting and different and be like, then it shows that you're actually forward thinking, right? And most people, you know, they don't even care what whether it's AI or not as long as they get out of it what they want to get out of it, right? So I'm just like, have fun with it. So I'm just like, let's play.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It's, it seems like the options are basically endless here. And so I, I'm excited to, to hear more information about that from you, and in ways that I could sort of start offering this f- uh, for my business personally, right? Because I, again, it's, it's here and you know coming up with strategic ways to be able to um, help business owners with AI because it's coming. So uh, real quick, I do I did want to switch over and talk a little bit more about the Grant Cardone 10x you know certification that you have. Um you know, there's a lot of rumblings about Grant Cardone and everything out there. What made you go and become certified in that whole um you know, I guess curriculum and the sales training and so forth? So what made you go that route and what was some good things that you got uh you took away from that whole experience?
1: Sure, that's a great question. Um uh, so let's see. I of course I have my own marketing agency and most of my people come to me from referrals. But it's like, you got to get, you know, I know and I knew that I needed to get better at sales. So what did I do? Like everybody else, I Googled best sales training, right? And, of course, Grant Cardone comes up. So I, you know, I started watching some YouTube videos. And and I'll be honest, man, I I didn't like the guy, really. I didn't like Mm -hmm. the guy. You know, for me, he was like, he's rough. He swore. He's like a man's man, you know. And I'm just like. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) who is this guy? But then I, like, I kept, you know, my toe dipped a little bit. And then I watched him on a show, a discovery show called Undercover Billionaire. And if you have not watched it, let me tell you, the man, yeah, was tasked yeah. with uh, creating a million dollar business in 90 days. And he ended up doing well more than that. And he did it even in COVID, like crazy. So it made me like, go, okay, well, I said, first, still, there was the doubt, uh, TV, eh, it's TV, it's fake. So, but it got me a little bit further down his funnel or his, you know, and so he did a free three-day virtual boot camp, one-day sales, one-day marketing, one-day scaling. And on the sales day, something that I learned from Dale Carnegie that I think everybody needs to actually take advantage of, when we're learning something new, okay, most people, when they go to any kind of training, they dump, it's like the fire hose. And they always say it, it's the fire hose, right? And then, but at the end, they always mm-hmm. say, do one thing, at least do one thing. So, and this is the cool thing about Dale Carnegie, uh, his classes back, you know, back in the day, this is 25 years ago, 30. And so he, we, what we did was the way they taught it was a 13 a week class, one night a week for two and a half hours. And yeah, and so people every Monday night for two and a half hours, they would learn two things, one at the first half, one at the second half. Then they were tasked hmm. with actually going out into their real life, business and personal and actually applying it. That's right. Yep. So, and then you would come back the next week and you're held accountable. And then next thing you know, people like grew because they actually like had to do it. Excuse me. And then they got to stand up and talk about something they've earned the right to talk about, which made it easier for them to stand up and talk. So Mm. they got better at presenting. All right. So now I've like had that back in, you know, the day. And now I'm like, okay, I've been to so many different trainings in my life and I've never done this, but it's like, let me just take one thing. So he's talking about Mm. all these sales techniques and strategies. And I'm just like, okay, here's one technique I think I can do. It's pretty easy. It's basically a text. So I had one of my dental clients who was stalling me. And I'm sure those of you who are entrepreneurs know, anybody in sales knows that there's people who say, let me think about it. And so uh, I heard, he told me what to do. So I took, uh, I text and I, it was a, uh, it was a big, a big thing, uh, a big amount, a month. And uh, the dentist said, um, said, this is, this is a lot of money. And I texted back what I was supposed to text back. And then the guy just said, yes. And it was a $16,000 a month client.
0: Wow. Yeah.
1: From yeah. one little technique.
0: No... Wow.
1: So do you want to know what the technique is? Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> so yeah, one of Grant
1: Cardone's big things is, is about being agreeable. So most, uh, most people, when they give objections, they're just really complaints. Like all of us, the first time we hear something, we spout out like whatever our reactionary response is. And so yeah, mm. at at that sixteen thousand a month, he said that's a lot of money. And instead of me trying to like now go down a rabbit hole and, and try to overcome that objection, I basically just said, You know, you're right. It is. Mm. And then I shut up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he said he thought about it and he's like Okay. And he signed away.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah.
1: (laughs) So, so with that now, I'm just like, okay, this guy has something here. And so I was, I was Mm -hmm. sold right then and there. Okay. And, and so I, uh, there was a, uh, some kind of program that I got that was more training. And, and then I didn't realize that he had the license Part of it because I've always wanted to be able to bring the sales training local and help locals, local folks. Yeah, and so I got the licensee program, or you know, I got the license, so I could then come back local and teach it.
0: Yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, you know, I think you you might be, I would say, you know, the queen of the the follow up, right? Like you that the sales process and the follow up strategy is um, really what you're. It, like you just honed in, and you got it, you got it down, down, Pat. Talk a little bit more about the follow up portion of this. You mentioned it briefly and how important it is, but uh, for any business owner that are watching this, you know what are what are some things that they could quickly do or strategies in terms of, or the just the importance of um, having a follow up sequence. Because talking to business owners all the time. I know that they rarely follow up. And if they do, it's maybe like one quick touch point. So let's talk a little bit about that, that type of strategy there. Uh,
1: sure, someone. sure. Well, you know, Grant talks about follow up, right? Or, or on the initial sale, it, only 2%, 2 to 3% of people actually say yes the very first time they're asked. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you think about yeah. it, there's 98% of the people who have already raised their hand that you've already talked to who haven't said yes yet. So if you only, Mm -hmm. right, you only reach out one more time, and there's lots of different statistics for this, but basically for you to get to a yes, it's going to take between 8 and 12 times of reaching out Mm -hmm. to someone after you've asked for the business the first time. And so if you only do it another time, you may get another very small percentage of people, but that's it. So, and, and, and if you think about your own self, right, I always look at like myself and when I, when I buy things and I, the more you start when you're thinking about how you act and then you get, then you start to get it because there's certain things that I had in my mind that I was hot for. Like I was hot for something and I couldn't, you know, and then I'm like, oh, I couldn't justify the price. And then it's just like, I put it on the back burner and then but eventually 6 months, a year, 2 years later, I'm like in a position now cuz maybe back then I couldn't afford it. So for example, my minivan. I love my minivan. I've got a Chrysler minivan mm-hmm. and I when I ended up with a lease. But I, I, a lease with a, like a Forester. It was okay, but mm-hmm. it was like not my minivan. And so if mm-hmm. if any nobody kept in contact with me over the time Because, yeah, I wasn't ready then. After my lease, I went right to the dealer and bought myself a minivan. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So as far as, you know, thinking about your own buying patterns, you know, and and some people, you know, when I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go. And I will take, um, like, I'll give you another example of follow-up or lack of follow-up. So I, you know, I just turned 60 and... One of the things that I really wanted to do as a child was play the drum set. And my parents never got me a drum set because they are just like, no way. But it, I wanted it so badly. Like when I was 10 years old, <laughs> it, this is how bad I wanted it. That whole year, you know, and I don't know if you did this as a kid, but we did it. Back then we had catalogs, you know, that came out, the Sears catalog. Mm-hmm. I'm dating oh, yeah. myself. But the, but what happens Sears is, catalog. right? Yeah. Every, every, all year, you're like, here's all the things I want. And so you'd circle them in the catalog, and you'd talk about it to your parents all the time. Uh, Every time we went by the music store, I want that drum kit. I want that drum kit. And then when Christmas came, and I ran downstairs, and there was no drum kit. And I was so Mm. devastated that I went into a closet, my closet in my room, and I cried for a while. It was really bad. It was so sad. (laughs) So, I mean, I eventually played the snare in the, in the drum, you know, in the snare in the fourth grade to 12th grade, but Mm -hmm. it was never a drum kit. So back to my today. So when I turned 60, I Mm -hmm. said, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going and buying myself a drum kit. And so I went and got, (laughs) I couldn't get a regular kit, you know, an acoustic. So I got an electronic kit and I bought it off of Amazon. And, um, then I was, uh, You know, once you get hot for something, right? So now here it is, what, 40 years or what, 50, 60, 50 years later, I finally got my thing, right? So maybe you're not following up with Mm -hmm. me for 50 years. However, once I bought the kit from Yamaha, sorry, Yamaha, but nobody from Yamaha Mm -hmm. reached out to me. How's your kit? Mm. What do you think? How about lessons? How about this? How about that? Mm -hmm. So then what happened? I went and I got lessons online with another group. Mm-hmm. And, and that group, I'm like, ooh, I need a practice pad. Bought a practice pad from that group. Oh, I need a drum practice, a, 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 you know, a kick practice pad. I need some more sticks. I need da 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 So I just, and, and they didn't even follow up wow. except for they were giving me emails of specials and all their cool stuff. So I just bought, 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 mm-hmm. bought, bought. But yep. nobody followed up with me from my initial sale to like, and I am like a drum, like now fanatic. So, anybody smart who watches is just like, "Girl, what can I sell you as far as drums go?" right <laughs> so this is why there's so and how much extra money I spent other than in the initial drum drum sure. kit it just keeps yeah. going, but nobody's following up with me, so you know I'll stop buying yeah,
0: so, yeah. yeah, no i, I that that is just a really great example of how much money businesses are literally leaving on the table. Um, just from getting people in the door for one simple offer, not following up with them via what could be email or text messages, sequences with other offers or anything along the lines of that, right? There's so much, there's so much that you could do with the client base that you already have. And you have done some really great stuff with these, uh, what was it? The Not the, re, uh, what was it? The text messages uh, that you sent oh, out? Oh, reactivation. To get people-
1: reactivation. Yeah,
0: reactivation campaigns. Yeah, those have been very, very worked really, really well because it's just you know there's so much. It, and I don't know who's who's saying this the other day, but oh, it was a Gary V clip. He was you know he was like, if you open your phone and you go through your contacts, you send you know six videos to people that you like your best friends six videos to people that, you know, you're friendly with and then six videos that you don't even know why they're in your contacts for. And just be like, "Hey, Logan, you, you know, I own a marketing agency. It'd be nice if you can pass this along and just let people know about this. But, bludge, just like really cool sort of videos." Um, and he just went on about how much power is literally within the contact. So, for business owners out there, you know, looking at what you guys already have established, uh, within your contacts could be the difference between, you know, having a good month or, you know, not having a good month at all, like just a, a quick little offer, email, text message campaign, and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I have to yeah. tell you
1: one other thing on that, though. I mean, another great story on follow-up and, and knowing, like, building lists of people, right? So those are different lists that you just expressed. Mm-hmm. But even for me, like, one of the biggest, uh, uh, especially if you're an entrepreneur, or you have your own uh, business or thinking about it, is, like, people that you used to do business with, like, here's a group that nobody thinks about. You used to do business with, they, you're not doing business with them anymore, right? So I have the opportunity, one of the things, because I'm big on multiple flows of income, and especially on the passive side. So I have this one, I've partnered with other dental, um, uh, bent, uh, dental companies that have services that I don't offer, and they're, and I get, you know, some kind of referral fee for recommending them. So, I was like, "Well, first, I started with my my active clients, and then I'm like, "You know what? I have all these other dentists in my phone that I haven't seen in a long time. I don't do business with them anymore, and some one we'll just say one kind of ended up on a little shaky term, going leaving. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, "You know what? What the heck? Just send a text?" And I said, "Hey, hope you're doing well, doctor." I just wanted to let you know that I've been doing this with my other clients and it's been working so well. So I'm showing them I still have clients, just so you know. And -hmm. then two, I'm saying, hey, this is a cool thing. It's working great. Would you be interested in this? And let me tell you, out of like the, let's say, I probably, I sent like 15 of them, at least nine came back and said yes. Six of them, now seven of them already closed. So now because of them wow. saying yes, I don't even work with them anymore. But I'm now getting paid mm-hmm. every month based on one one vendor, and I get paid every time a new one comes in. And so I've gotten paid so much money just because I reached out to follow up with people for a product or a service I'm not even doing myself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's – yeah, that's – it's just – it goes to that point of look, just, you know – I think entrepreneurs, marketers, business owners—you know—we're we're so focused on you know how can we bring people in through the outside when really like you you looking internally and what the contacts you already have could you know make a, a massive difference. One thing that you you talked a little bit about and I want to highlight real quickly is the importance of taking action. Um, you know, you, you mentioned that quite a bit through our conversation, and you, you, you know the. The training that you did with the two-hour sessions, going out, learning something, going out, putting in action, coming back and talking about it. it. This Taking action comes up basically with everyone I talk about. So how important is that for you or for others to focus on, right? Because we can sit here, we can drum up a perfect game plan, but as long as we're not taking action, nothing will happen. So how, how important has the action-taking been for, for you personally? Oh,
1: it's everything. It's everything. Uh, there is nothing without action. And, I mean, I'm a follower of Tony Robbins. You know, back in the day, he helped me out early in my life. And, you know, he talks about a massive action, massive action plan. Grant Cardone, 10X, your action, right? It's all about action. And, and even if it's wrong action, it's still something. And I continue. It's one of the things that I, I think that I've, I've mastered over the years is that I've just decided that every day I'm going to take action. And yeah, so even with like learning something new, like AI, for example, I just like sat down, took the action, learned it, and then applied it. Right? So one thing is learning. The other is applying. And then just then following up with things, right? And, and continuing to do that every single day. And it's just like working out, right? You know, if you don't work out, which is taking action, then you're not going to get in shape or you're not going to stay in shape. Same thing. And yet people just like, you know, let the days go by and don't, um, you know, don't take the action. Now I'll say one other thing too is that I actually just wrote a book called 30 minutes, 30 minutes to success.
0: Okay. And the reason, yeah. And
1: that's all about action (laughs) and it's all about taking action in the right way. But in a way that isn't like overwhelming. So for example, why I wrote this book was this whole drum thing, right? And I like, I've just dreamed, but yet never really thought that how could I like do left, right, left, right on my feet at the same time playing something different, whatever. And I was just, I don't think I could ever do it. But then I sat down and I said, all right, I'm going to do 30 minutes a day. That's all I'm going to do. And I'm just, but I'm going to focus, really focus for 30 minutes. Nothing else is going to disturb me. And I'm just going to do it. And in like a month, I actually, I played in front of a group when I did a presentation on follow-up. I actually like took out, a, I bought a little portable you know, electronic thing. And I'm just like, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, ding, 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 ding. And, you know, and I did it because, and it was only a month of 30 minutes a day. Wow. So I was just yeah. like, how can I expand on that? Because people have you know, problems with time management or challenges with time management, challenges with focus, challenges with all this stuff. Now, some people say 10 minutes. 10 minutes to me is too short. 30 minutes of real focus. I mean, 10 minutes, if you could even do 10 is good. But let me tell you, 30 and I have a 30 minute timer that I turn on and mm-hmm. I just say, this is all I'm doing for 30 minutes. You'd be amazed at what you could actually do in that and get accomplished and yeah. learn in thirty minutes of activity, a day.
0: Yeah, I, I'm, excited I, I'm excited for that book because I, I definitely, you know, it's just it's such an important aspect of everything. And and I was gonna ask, you know, a little bit about like you know tips for that, but you already kind of nailed yeah. it. it. It seems like you know setting aside a certain amount of time, whether it's ten to thirty minutes, and the focusing part, right? Like shutting off the phone, you know, every all distractions are outside. Yep. There you go. Get, get a, a clock from Amazon <laughs> and
1: then just turn it to 30 and you're not going to do yep. anything for except for that one thing or that one group of things that are you know related in 30 minutes. And just and then the beautiful thing is then you can go relax for the rest of the day because yeah. you'll do more in yeah. 30 minutes it, than you did in like four hours. Guarantee it.
0: Yeah, and and that goes into the time management component too, right? For entrepreneurs, it's blocking off calendar. You're really having a structured calendar, and you know, because you'd be so surprised for everyone listening that like you just said it, you could get so much work done within half hour of an hour if you have <laughs> that sort of time set aside, really focusing in on the task at hand and getting it done. And whereas you know. It could otherwise, if I'm just sitting on the computer, you know, scrolling through Facebook, doing some stuff here and there, you know, it was like, oh, I worked for four hours today. Well, if I really honed in, I would have got it done in a half hour. Right. So, yeah, it's that's a great piece. And I I can't wait for that book to uh, to come out. So um, with that said, um, I don't want to take up too much of your time here. I really appreciate the insight here. What I really love to ask, you know, my guests, one final question since you've had a, a wide range of experience in the marketing and sales realm and everything like that, if there is a tip or something that you can give someone who's thinking about taking a jump into entrepreneurship or starting a business, um, what would be one piece of advice that you would give them? And I know it's a big question, but yeah. you know, it's-
1: absolutely. Well, I, I touched on it a little earlier uh, in, in our conversation is one, you have to have a group of people. Some, some, some type of person that you can help do something, solve a problem. That's why people buy things is to solve problems, right? So you have to, one is like, what group of people am I going to solve problems for? And then honing into that group of people. And it doesn't matter whether it's a relationship problem solve, or if it's, if it's uh, sales or if it's marketing, whatever it is, you know, what problem can you solve for what group of people? And then you go about find, knowing that group so well that when you talk to them, they're like, how does she know me so well? Mm-hmm. So that, that's yeah. what I would, uh, you know, uh, I, that was kind of the biggest thing I could say to you right now.
0: Cool. Awesome. No, I really appreciate that. So where could everyone find you online, Wendy?
1: Sure. Well, you can. Um, Wendy's. I'm known as Wendy Susan. Richmond uh, and uh, I'm sure you can put a link in with this and it's Wendy Susan com. You can also, I'm on Facebook a lot. I'm big on my Facebook lives and things. And you can see more about my, you know, the drumming and the AI and all that stuff. If you just search Wendy Susan Richmond, you'll see me there.
0: Awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll make sure we shout out all the links, um, you know, uh, for this episode here. So Wendy, I honestly really appreciate your time. It was great to learn more about your story and you know thank you for providing uh, this much value here i really appreciate it thank my you so much my pleasure
1: thanks logan appreciate it